Welcome to the Crypto Campfire. They leave the gun and take the cannoli. Mitch and the Professor. Featuring special guest, Tech Lords. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Crypto Campfire Podcast. This is the Professor. And Mitch. And today we're talking with Tech Lords. Tech Lords is a full-time crypto trader, and he's been in this game quite a long time. And he's starting a new business, doing some travel consultancy. It's, it's going to be a good time. So before we start talking to tech, let's grab that crypto news from the Crypto Gym. Thanks, Professor. Hello, Crypto Campfire listeners, and welcome to the Cryptocurrency News in a Flash with a Crypto Gent. The U.S. Federal Reserve is launching its own payment system and it's likely to come out in 2023 or 2024. Kaiser says Bitcoin could cross $15,000 this week, thanks to lots of the news coming out of China recently. The top rising coin in the last 24 hours is called First Coin with a 47% rise. That's the cryptocurrency news in a flash with the crypto gent. Back to you, Professor. Thanks, crypto gent. So, Mitch. What's going on? How's the day? <laughs> My day is going awesome. It's a little insane. Yeah, there's uh, been some happenings that were unexpected. Um, but, you know, short of that, uh, everything's working out well. Got some work done on my son's car, and now I'm enjoying this amazing podcast we're doing. I've uh, been looking forward to this all week. You know, I, I went on vacation for a few days, and, um, man, that was fun. I, I You know, as hard as I tried and as much as I really wanted to, I guess I really didn't want to because I didn't leave my phone aside and stay off of Twitter and, you know, do my usual thing and embarrass my family. It was, it was actually <laughs> quite fun. I, I, you know, I, I get a kick, we go into a restaurant or something and I'm like, so do you guys take crypto? And they're like, oh boy, here we go. You know, and it's, it doesn't matter who the conversation is with. I mean, there was this guy I overheard, you know, him and his wife, they were right next to us on the beach and they were talking about investments. And I was like, so I'm sorry, I, I, I don't mean to overhear, but you guys mentioned something about investments. I said, what do you invest in? And they're like, oh, you know, both of them, the stocks and, you know, uh, the, the NASDAQ and the Dow. And I'm like, oh, I said, well, what about cryptocurrencies? No, oh, that's too volatile. And I'm like, really? So, and, and they're like, well, we, we I said, what are you guys aware of? You know, so we got on this long conversation about crypto and my my whole family just kind of got up and went out to the water. They're, We're going swimming. You're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a, it was a darn good time. I must say. It's exciting. I mean, crypto is one of those things that like, you know, you hear people talking about something that could really benefit from their involvement in crypto and you, you just want to tell them about it. You know, like it's such a cool opportunity. Yeah. You got to be in on this guys. Like, come on. Exactly. And that's what it is. Even if you don't want to invest, just, just join the space and look at the tech and be ready for what's coming. You know, I right. just, you know, I'll put your money into it. I get it. Right. You know, it's make, make your own decisions, do your own research. And if you're not comfortable investing, then don't invest, but you should at the very least be looking at the space and, and be aware of what's coming and how that's going to affect your life because blockchain is going to change a lot of people's lives, whether they know it or not. It's one of those things. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's all I did. And I said, you know, I'm not trying to, tell you guys you should go invest in it. I'm just saying it's something that you should probably take a look at exactly. and, you know, and consider the potentials of what's coming and what's already here. So, you know, keep that in mind. I, I said, that's basically all I'm trying to do is just spread the awareness because without awareness and without people hearing 
firsthand outside of a news source that has a different agenda or outside of a government source that has an agenda. We, you know, the actual people in the space know it firsthand. So where would you rather get your information from? Somebody that's in the space or somebody that's just critical outside the space? And I I, I think that my choice would definitely be somebody from in the space. Yep. You know, and sadly, a lot of people's answers will be different than what they should be. A lot of people like just to get their information from the media, you know, right. As far as I'm concerned in any industry, the answer to that question should always be me. Where do I want to get my information? I want to find it. I want to learn it. I want to understand what's happening. I don't want somebody else to tell me, you know, maybe somebody tell me to get into it. Right. But as soon as I come in, I want to learn that information for myself. But a lot of people aren't like that. You know, we're different from from a lot of people in that respect, but that's why we're all early in this, right? Well, I think that, I think the difference is when you're looking for information is, is really knowing where to look and what to trust, because there's so much of it out there. And to have somebody that doesn't have an objective that doesn't have um, any stake in what you do or what you don't do, giving you an opportunity or an option to say, Hey, you know, there's a lot of stuff to look at, but look here, look here, look here. You know, that little bit of guidance right there suggesting something that's potentially um, more stable of information than what you would receive in other places, I think, is the benefit. Absolutely. Absolutely. We just got to spread that education and, and, you know, some will find it for themselves once you point them in the right direction and some will need to be, uh, you know, fully guided through the process. But one, one step at a time, one person at a time. Exactly. Exactly. And speaking of information and the beautiful spread of valid information, tech. Uh, talk to us, brother. This is awesome having you on the show. Uh, I, I've listened to your podcasts um, and all three of them have been pretty intense. You know, actually the second and third one, your first one, I loved your inter- introduction of how and what your intent was. And then moving on from that, the the sharing of information from really a, a non-biased standpoint. I mean, it was just factual conversation that you had on your podcast and information that you were giving out. And that's that's very much appreciated. Well, uh, thank you for having me, guys. And, and yeah, I, I try to remain neutral as much as possible because uh, when you mix emotion uh, with uh, currency, it, it doesn't mix well. So you got to stay, you got to stay neutral and you, you can't really give advice on, uh, you know, on either way. So you have to, you know, for me, remaining neutral is an absolute uh, for me anyway. <laughs> So, but yeah, I'd, I like to give the facts and uh, I do my research uh, before I, I talk and um, I just say the way it is. I speak my mind. We did a really awesome job with it. I was, I was really happy to listen to your, your podcast and see how the info was presented. And I think you're doing a great job. Yeah. And I, I like to keep them short, uh, like around the five minute, you know, around five minutes. It's uh, for me. It's just that I, I, I really find that 140 characters um, on, on Twitter, it, it, it's not enough to express what I want to convey. Um, so the, the podcast solution is, is perfect. So you can do a post a little longer. Uh, you know, that's, the why, that's why I, I, I took that route. And also, I was inspired by you guys. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yep. Yes. Very much so. Very much so. So how did you get into crypto? I know you've been in crypto for quite a while. How, yeah. how did you first discover it? We're talking about, you know, educating people and pointing them into the space and all that. Did you 
were you already in the tech space and you kind of found it or did you just happen to be told about it? Well, my experience uh, was in the telecom industry and cryptography. So when I, I read the, the white paper uh, in, in 2009 and I didn't have a hard time to understand, although I thought it would be a total flop. So <laughs> when I first started, you know, I thought it would never work. I didn't believe in it. Uh, so, but I did, I did mine some, some Bitcoin in the fall of 2009. But, you know, it was a love-hate relationship all the way to 2014. Uh, so I was pretty ambivalent uh, regarding crypto. I thought, you know, it would never work. <laughs> but in I mean, 20 it was a stretch, right? But it, it's yeah. crazy how it ended up. In 2014, I have a, uh, a friend um, that asked me to do some, uh, some work on the computer and uh, graphic design. And I said, fine. He said, well, I'm going to pay you in Litecoin. Is that okay? I said, sure, why not? <laughs> so I knew Litecoin was another uh, decentralized uh, blockchain and uh, was the, uh, a sort of a copy of Bitcoin, but faster. So I accepted. I accepted the Litecoin and I did the work and I kept the Litecoin. And, uh, but I started, I really started getting involved or more active and around the fall of 2016 when uh, bitcoin was uh hitting to the thousand dollar mark um so that's where i really got involved or started to get involved and then i uh i got my uh friend to show me charting and uh trading and because uh, i didn't trade uh, up till 2017 i didn't really trade uh, but I started trading in 2017, and it was a lot of fun. I made a, a lot of nice profits there, uh, especially with Litecoin. Um, I did some trades with Bitcoin, but only only on the way down uh, from the all-time high. Uh, so, but usually I just traded the Litecoin. Nice. But it's it's a passion for me. Uh, crypto has changed my life completely. Um, I travel with crypto. Um, uh, that I was inspired uh, by uh, Antonopoulos, and uh, it, it, this guy is uh, amazing, amazing. And um, yeah, I traveled with crypto, and I I intend at some point to to be a full-time uh, crypto digital nomad. That means tra traveling the world, meeting all kinds of people, promoting crypto all over the world. And this is, uh, this is what I want to do. And since I'm retired, well, it's, it's easier for me uh, to just leave and do it. Right. You know, that's exactly what we want to do with the campfire. Oh, for sure. It's so what we want to do. I mean, just to get out there and spread the word and spread the positivity and, you know, just the general, you know, excitement and love that we share for cryptocurrency and for the space and for everybody in it. I've, I've just, you know, I haven't really ran across too many people that affected me negatively in any way. You know, there's some out there, but they're few and far between. So, um, you know, I, speaking of that, you know, we, all three of us here, you, you, myself, 
professor. We're we're all part of this um this group of people that you know came together and this family. And how my question, sir, is how did you ever meet like like Queen Lisa, um, Cat, you know, all of the people basically within our community that we're involved with? How did you uh, how did that relationship come to be? Well, I guess New Jersey, uh, New Jersey was the big central point. I, before the New Jersey meetup, I, uh, I have never attended any meetup whatsoever. Um, nah, nice. And- I made the first one. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, uh, you know, I was invited all over the place, but I, I turned them down. And, but for the, for the New Jersey meetup, I knew I had to go. Uh, I, I was supposed to be in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> and Taking I out a boat. Yes. If I remember correctly. I, I, I just changed my plans to go to New Jersey. But for the boat, I, have, I don't have any problems. I, I booked a flight to uh, to Tampa in October, and, and I'm going to go uh, shop for a boat in Clearwater. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's just a little delay. So that's one of my dreams, to have a nice sailboat and uh, to live on it. That'd be sweet. sweet. You know, you, you got to dream big, especially in the crypto space. You know, I love some of the stuff you're doing. I love how focused you are on community and the people. I, I want to know, I'm kind of curious, since you've been in this so long, I, I don't know how much you've been involved in the crypto community in the beginning. You know, I know it's shifted a lot, but in your opinion or your experience, how have you seen the crypto space slash community evolve over the past several years? Well, I think uh, 2017 was a turning point. Uh, before that, it was pretty marginal. The, the, the people in the crypto space were considered pretty much, you know, marginal. Uh, but 2017, that perception changed totally. Uh, 2018, we saw it was a, a year of deception. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and right? a, lot, a lot of people left the space and will probably never return unless we go through 30 or 40K. Then they'll come back. And that's that's the the funny thing about crypto is that you know uh, the FOMO is is real when we you reach all time highs and you got to be careful you got to be careful you got to understand the space you got to understand the market how uh, the the lack of uh, regulations uh, make it that. It, it really creates an atmosphere of very high volatility and speculation. Um, but I think as, as we go uh, further down in time, uh, when we reach like 100, 200 or $250,000 per Bitcoin, I think we're gonna see a, a market, uh, the markets stabilize because we'll, we would have, you know, we will have absorbed a lot of the story for the term shitcoins. <laughs> and oh, a lot, that's, a, that's a normal term now. <laughs> it's relevant in a lot of cases though, really. And, and a, lot, a lot of the fiat as well. Uh, oh yeah. And uh, I think we'll see a, 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 you know, a more stable markets. But until then, it's going to be very volatile. Uh, I mean, even if we go to 100K, don't be surprised if we, you know, we flash crash to 50,000. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, right. yeah, no yeah. doubt. A couple I of mean, it's, that's how it works. So yeah. we're, it's still a really low cap asset until we start having, a, until we have a massive market cap. 
for Bitcoin. I mean, I know Bitcoin's market cap is already like two hundred billion dollars, but mm-hmm. you know that's still a million dollars in comparison. Right, a lot. I, also, yeah, I was reading an article uh, to have a let's say we'd have a eight trillion dollar market cap of Bitcoin that would give a price of four hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So imagine the prediction of uh, John McAfee of a million dollar Bitcoin. Do the math. I mean, it's, right. it's insane. The market cap required to have a million dollar Bitcoin. Oh yeah. It's a crazy estimate. I think a lot of, you know, he's mentioned before that a lot of his prediction is based on the deflation of the dollar. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how that correlates because, you know, if maybe a million dollars in, in, 20 years isn't worth very much, you know, so we'll see. Yeah. Where but I do, I do see 250,000, no problem. Oh, easy. I, I do see it in a, in a few years. That's not a problem. Uh, I already uh, also uh, found out that I had uh, certain uh, abilities with tr- uh, tr- finding good deals for travels. And uh, this is why I, I, I started my little side hustle. It's not really uh, to make money because I don't really require uh, to earn you know, a salary or whatever. But it, it's just my way of uh, promoting uh, crypto, uh, crypto use. And for me, travel is uh, the best crypto use there is. Um, like for you can book hotels, you can book flights, you can book, you can even book your rental, uh, your car rental. So it's, it's incredible. And there's a lot of, a lot of companies are going to start to offer uh, crypto as payment. Uh, we saw recently uh, a big airline company, uh, Norwegian, uh, offer their customers to pay with Bitcoin for their flights. So other, other um, companies, airline companies are going to follow suit. And travel online travel agencies will do the same. I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Expedia offer Bitcoin payments uh, within a couple of months. You know, they actually did. I, I actually bought a ticket or a hotel room on Expedia in, let me think here, May of 2018 uh, or June of 2018. And then they took it away. I was, on, uh, I was on a vacation in South Dakota and there was another place we wanted to stop. And so I jumped on and I found that Expedia accepted Bitcoin. Um, and so I actually was able to book a hotel with that. And then I remember they announced it maybe three or four months after, I think it was that they were, were going to stop, you know, after well, the, I can guarantee you they're going to start again. Definitely. Exactly. It's, it's, it's funny when we see these cycles, like these companies, they, it's just like the people you, you talk about the people that got in in 2017 and then disappeared in 2018 because they couldn't handle the bear market. Mm-hmm. It's like exactly the same with the companies. They, they dip their toe in, they've got the feel for it. Okay. We got some Bitcoin and then Bitcoin crashed and, now we're they're like, afraid. Oh, we got to get out of this and they're coming back. They're coming back Yeah, and they're bringing more with them. I think they're all still just so afraid of the unknown. You yeah. Know? Which I get, but at the same time, you know, there's so many options for payment methods now. Like, you know, you can get paid in crypto and never touch crypto. So why aren't you right? Like it's another payment option. You're missing out on customers that you would have had otherwise. I, I know, a, I know a, a CEO that, uh, pays uh, their employees in Bitcoin if they, you know, if they wish to be paid in Bitcoin, and and uh, coders uh, really like uh, that idea, and uh, because you know they know it's going to go up and their work is going to be worth a lot more because you know the price goes up, so they really like the idea of being paid in Bitcoin, and uh, 
that's the the industry that gets the most uh, paid in Bitcoin is the industry of uh, programmers right now. So, you know, it's it's an interesting thing too. Like being paid in Bitcoin has so many benefits over just buying it. You know, because everybody says, well, like, why don't you just buy your Bitcoin with your paycheck? But I mean, there's not a lot of options out there for uh, low cost ways to buy into Bitcoin. The fees are still pretty high in most places. Mm-hmm. You know, so. I, I I understand that. Uh, if you know, uh, you know, if you know people who have a lot of uh, crypto, like I knew a lot, I knew people who had a lot of crypto, so it was easy for me to to get some OTC deals. Uh, right. You know, uh, market price. So it was uh, it was easy. Uh, I I thought about starting an OTC uh, broker business at some point. Uh, but I, I pulled out because it would have uh, required me to travel way too much and way too fast. I don't like to travel too fast. But I almost did it. I almost did it. And, and it's a big industry out there, right? Yeah. Uh, the OTC uh, industry is seventy, at least seventy percent of the uh, of the of the real Bitcoin market right now. Uh, so. Not even thirty percent is uh, acquired uh, through exchanges and services such as I don't know Abra and others Square. So most of the big buys are over the counter. Yeah, you know it's an important section of the industry that there's just not there's not, I mean there's there's enough people doing it, but there's not enough to have really good competition and get those fees down. So exactly, but in the travel uh, into the travel. Uh, me, I do it more to, to encourage adoption than to make money. Um, so it's just my way of promoting, uh, the crypto, um, reality because it is a new reality. It's, it's our future. Uh, the, the dollar bills you have in your pocket, forget about it. In a few years, there won't be any left. It's going to be gone. Yep. Everybody will do like in China and have their phone and just scan a QR code and that's going to be it. I'm looking forward to a lot of these changes coming up. You know, I was at the bank the other day and, you know, I didn't have my debit card to be able to make it, make it do any kind of a trans- transaction. And all I was trying to do was cash a check. Um, and I said, so can I still do this without the card? And she's like, yeah we can, you know, I just need your driver's license. She goes, but in, you know, we're, we're hoping to come up. She goes, do you have Apple pay on your phone? I said, no, I don't use Apple pay, you know, or any of those services. Like, um, she's like, well, you know, we're hoping to add that to our application where you could just pull up your app scan, you know, and the reader could scan your app code and mm-hmm. then you'd be fine. And I'm like, well, you'd be surprised how fast that's going to be coming, <laughs> you know? So there's just so <laughs> many, so many things that are changing in the industry. And, yeah. you know, so many ways to, that people don't even fathom and can't really even understand. So, um, you know, this bull market of 2017, when the when we had the major bull run, you know, how exciting was that for you? I mean, you say you're you try to keep emotions out of it. But how do you not get excited, which is an emotion when you see your money go to an extreme? Um, I really don't. I really don't have any real emotions. Uh, for me, it's just uh, it's just a game. That's I, cool. I, I consider it a game, and it's uh, it's the it is what it is. And no, uh, but I do make calculated 
uh, decisions and uh, you know risk to reward so but i I am conservative I'm not a high risk trader uh, right now I'm waiting for uh, Litecoin to go back to one sixty before I start uh, swing trading again uh, right. right now the accumulation phase coinciding with the having is uh, is not a a good phase or a good time for me to trade to do some swing trading but uh, when we hit the 160 mark and i'll start again and it's going to be fun it's going to be fun so let's fast forward mitch's question one year so how exciting was the bear market for you buying all those dips well it was uh, interesting uh it's the last time i use uh, bitfinex by the way uh, really? i did have some i uh, did send some bitcoins there to to sell and I sold at different uh, different levels, and I bought back in at different levels. But uh, that was the last time I used Bitfinex. I don't use it anymore. Uh, I don't trust the platform. Uh, so it's a bit shady for me. It's a bit shady. There's a um, lot of them out there like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even even uh, if you you know uh, Bitlord, uh, crypto Bitlord. Yeah, I saw a post that uh, he was pulling his funds from BitMEX. So, yeah, if uh, if an OG pulls his uh, funds for big from BitMEX, there's it, it's it's got to signify something, you know. Right, right. So, me as a Quebecer, I need you know I need to use a VPN if I want to go on BitMEX or, or you know any other uh, futures markets. Uh, because our government won't allow it, but uh, same here. But I, I'm not. I, I don't. Uh, I do not uh, trade fut- futures at all. That's one thing I'm. I'm not. I'm not interested. I did try it. I did. I did make a little bit of money, but I, I don't like the the concept of futures. Me either. And I don't believe Bakht will will be the factor or the, the deciding factor, you know, to, to push us in a, a humongous bull run. It's going to be a financial crisis. This is what's going to, you know, ignite the next bull run, like big time. The, the true, the big, the, you know, the next big thing is, it's got to yes. be, you know, I mean, that's what, what else is going to cost people to switch over you know there's not enough motivation for the average person to want to use crypto right now because oh, they they won't have any, they won't have any choice you know but that's just it you know once once the dollar starts to go you know not even necessarily the dollar but just the economy in general you know there's it's, it's bitcoin is global you know it doesn't matter what your local economy is doing but the the, the, the most exciting thing for me about decentralized cryptocurrencies it's going to bring all kinds of new uh, other industries that will follow in the same footsteps. Like, for example, social media. Yeah. Uh, in five years, uh, forget about Facebook. It's not going to be there anymore. Nope. It'll be replaced with a decentralized social media distribution platform. Exactly. Fully decentralized. Yep. If your application is off on your phone, nobody sees you. That's exactly how it's going to be. Yep, you are in control of your data, period. That's it. Exactly. You want to share a, a, a picture of your cat, you share it. As soon as you close the app, nobody sees it. Right. So it's That's not, how it should be, yeah. honestly. 
Yep. It's a weird concept, you know, cause we're so tied to the concept of servers, you know, the server client thing. And it's, uh, you know, we're, we're so tied to the concept of just having everything live in one place that's distributed to different people. And, and people can't understand the concept of serving your own content, you know, it's, and it doesn't really make sense in the current world with our level of connection speeds and stuff, but all that changes, you know, heart, uh, storage capabilities and connection speeds increase so fast that 10 years from now, that's a totally feasible situation. So there's a lot of evolution that's coming and a lot of it has to do with blockchain and a lot of it doesn't, but there's going to be a, some really, really cool shit in the next 20 years. Yeah. You know? And I, I even see a decentralized government. Oh yeah, totally. In the next five to 10 years, totally decentralized governments. Which is one of the concerns about Libra. I mean, like Libra is positioned well to be one of those, you know, when we get there. I, I mean, sort of, you know, like the structure, you know, they haven't really got any pull yet or anything. And, and if people don't use it, then it doesn't matter and they've got nothing. But what they've established, that structure of that Libra council is basically that is it's a decentralized government that could go global with very little effort. And, and as soon as a global decentralized government controls any sort of currency that's widely used, then they have power. You know, how much power depends on how much it's used, but it's a start. So those are things we have to look closely at as we go forward. They, they might launch it, but it's going to be their undoing. Yeah, you know, it's in, in one way and in the other, it's going to, I mean, because it's not Facebook, right? Necessarily, like Facebook's coming up with this, but the, the real, the big thing is the council, which is like all of the different companies where Facebook only has one vote. So it definitely could be Facebook's undoing. But that doesn't mean that Libra dies, you know, whether it's good or bad, it has potential to have big influence. And so we just have to be aware of it. You know, that's all. Competition between crypto, uh, decentralized cryptos such as Bitcoin and Litecoin and uh, fiat currencies uh, will, will go on for a while. Uh, fiat currencies won't disappear, uh, you know, overnight. But crypto, decentralized cryptos will, you know, eat away at their uh, margin and at some point will totally replace yacht currencies. So. Yep. Yeah, and, and like we've talked about before, there's probably going to be a period where we start to see governments trying to integrate existing fiat currencies with blockchain, you know, basically just building a, their currency on a blockchain. You know, it's going to be a ways out, but I see that being a potential just using blockchain tech to, to run their currency. So it would still all be in the control of the government. It wouldn't be decentralized or anything like that. It would just be, you know, using blockchain as a data structure uh, to help improve the currency system. But uh, I think that's going to be one transition period. And then, and then, yeah, after that, it's, it's going to be crazy. Yeah, exactly. So just to kind of change things up a little bit, um, yep. you completed the seven day black and white challenge. What was your, what was your favorite photo? My favorite photo? Yes. Um, you have one that really stood out? From the one I posted, uh, probably, hmm, that's interesting. Probably the first one. Yeah, probably the first one, the architecture, and uh, that's in Havana. Okay. Uh, the architecture, I went there in January. Yeah, the architecture is simply incredible. So that's probably my favorite one. That I posted. Some of your photos from Cuba were amazing. I shouldn't say some, every single one of them. I mean, they were just 
the, it looks like such a cool place. I mean, the, the colors and the culture and the architecture, like you say, everything is just amazing. And, and obviously, you know, because of the embargoes and stuff, the, the vehicles and mm-hmm. um, I mean, it, it seems like an amazing place. I, I, I know you posted it, quite a few pictures. You saw a tornado on the way. I mean, how yeah. was that for a vacation? <laughs> that was nice. It was nice. Uh, although I'm not going to go for an all inclusive ever again. Uh, the food, really? The no? food was not that great. And um, people, I mean, there was a lot of Russians at the hotel. The Russians don't need visas when they go to Cuba, by the way. So it's their go-to destination when they want to, you know, get a tan. So there was a lot of Russians. And since it's an all-inclusive, I mean, these Russians would go at the bar at 7 a.m. and uh, ask for an eight-ounce glass of rum. Seven in the morning. I'm, I'm there. I'm looking for my double espresso, and these guys—they uh, want an eight ounce, you know, an eight ounce of rum. It's like insane. And I've seen some people passed out on the beach because they—they they drank too much. What's the use of going to an all-inclusive if you can't remember your vacation? I mean, right? Like, I don't know. Like, I like to have a beer now and then, or have some whiskey, but I, I don't even drink alcohol. No, I don't mind people drinking alcohol, but. If they abuse, it's not fun for me, you know? Um, right. That was the one thing, like, back in high school, I wasn't really, like, a social kid very much. I didn't uh, go to parties and all that stuff. I pretty much sat in my room and wrote code and stuff like that. But that's one of the things that I missed out on that I don't regret, like, all that partying and stuff. I mean, it's never been it's never been my thing. Like, I like to have, have a good time, but I've never been one of those people that likes to go out and go shot for shot for 20 rounds and see if oh, you can God, walk no. in the morning. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't understand <laughs> it. I don't get it either. I don't understand where the fun is. I, I'm a control freak of myself. So I, if I go out someplace, uh, I'm going to have a few drinks just because I'm a social drinker and I like to drink and I like to get a little bit of buzz on. But beyond that, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm confident in my ability. So I, I back off. I'm usually, when I go out with the guys, I'm usually the designated driver because by the end of the night, I've had about four hours, three hours of water in me. So I'm ready to go. <laughs> you know, there you go. I remember the first time I ever got drunk, I was like 24, 25. We were uh, coming back from a gun show and um, we went to a hibachi grill and they had a thing called the, uh, oh, what was it? Some volcano or something like that. And uh, we're, you were supposed to share it. They actually refused to sell it to me um, because you had to share it. So my business partner, <laughs> I was like, well, give a straw for him. <laughs> we're making this a two person because I just wanted to have it. Like it looked like it was a good thing. Right. And uh, we started drinking it and it had a little flaming Bacardi shot in the middle, which I sucked through a straw, which was a bad mistake. <laughs> and then they like to spray the sake in your mouth out of the bottles. And um, yeah, so it was a nice fruity drink. It went down real quick. And then I learned later it had like eight shots of rum in it. So, oh Lord. Oh yeah. I had a, I had not a very good night. But. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It, it well, that'll learn you. Yeah. <laughs> Did it once and, and yeah, it was not very fun. So Right. But vacations are good. Having a relaxation time is good in Cuba, but I don't know about eight ounces of rum in the morning. No, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't think so either. I'm definitely, like you said, a triple, give me a double espresso and, you know, shot of cream. I'm good. Oh, yeah. Experience <laughs> you know, maybe, right? maybe a Bloody Mary all depends, but that's about yeah, it. I, I think a Bloody Mary is probably my worst. And I want yeah. my pictures to not be blurry. Right. <laughs> Especially when you, when you're looking at them later. <laughs> yeah. So tech, what was your favorite memory about Cuba? What was your favorite experience? My favorite experience, seeing that tornado on the water. 
yeah. ca- ca- capturing the instant with my cell phone it's it's in state it's insane for me to catch something like that with a with myself like right once yeah, in a lifetime incredible. you know and, and, two, and day, two days later there was a deadly tornado in havana killing three people and injuring a whole bunch you know a whole bunch of people and yeah i saw that on the news. i i i uh i was going back to canada the day prior to that deadly tornado so <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah you know, but yeah yeah, but uh, that that's probably my my best memory of the trip, capturing the the moment that it, it it's a water tornado. It's it hit the water. It didn't hit the land. It, it was on the water, but it was right. incredible. It's incredible to catch that that moment with a cell phone. Probably my best memory. Yeah, and that's probably a, another good memory is. Uh, swimming uh while there was a red flag on the beach (laughs) (laughs) the the staff you rebel (laughs) the staff the staff thought i was crazy you're such a rebel i love it i'm used to it so (laughs) just swim in oceans gotta go against the grain man nothing's fun when you just go with the flow you know you gotta go against the grain (laughs) exactly so what this is this is kind of a funny question here. What movies theme music would play everywhere you go? For me, <laughs> The Godfather. The Godfather. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fitting. Oh my gosh. That's so perfect. I'm so glad you picked that. <laughs> that was love great. It. Yes, it was. Oh, now I need to get him a boom box. <laughs> right. We're, we're, oh, we're going to be playing that in, in St. Louis. <laughs> there we go. We just needed Clint was uh, wanting a playlist for the, the Bitcoin bus. I think we just oh, there you go. Just do that on repeat. Yeah. yeah. So God- it sounds like speaking yeah, God- of Clint. Oh, go ahead. The Godfather is my favorite movie of all times. So nice. Marlon Brando. Yeah, it's, he's the best. He's oh the- yeah. Oh yeah. I make him an offer he can't refuse. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, and the movie Apocalypse Now is another great movie. It's in my top five. So. Apocalypse Now, yes, that was that's awesome. an old one. Yeah, it was a good movie. Yeah, a lot of good actors in that one. And, Gonna have yeah. to have an old movie marathon tonight. I think they, they don't make good movies like this anymore. No, no, they don't. They really don't. It's sad. They just, they, you know, I mean, I'm not going to down denounce the actors and the actresses of today. You know, we got some, we got some pretty good talent out there for sure, but it's just different. I think, you know, it's, it's what the people want is weird. And so, yeah. you know, people, it just shifts, you know, you can see all the trends and the, whatever they're making to fit the audience is just not jiving with what we want. So, you know, I, I think a good intro for a movie would be, Clint Westwood on his scooter with the nuclear explosion <laughs> background. Dude, that would make it. for an awesome, like action packed movie. Yeah. That needs to happen. <laughs> the Litecoin adventure. <laughs> there we go. We make it a reality TV show and Clint Westwood on his scooter travels across the world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, seriously though, some of the personalities that we're connected with, the people that we're connected with are just, they're just amazing people. I mean, I, I've never been so in-depthly involved with such amazing people. I mean, I, I, I don't know how else to say it. I just haven't. I, I, I mean, I've met some pretty crazy people in my life, you know, but I'm 50 years old next week, actually. And I, I just, 
I can ever remember meeting and being involved this deep with so many amazing people. It's just crazy. Just absolutely crazy. It's so surreal. Well, my, my view on it is that my decision to go to New Jersey was probably the best I ever made in the, in my crypto. Uh, oh, same. Journey. No question. So and that's where I saw really the, uh, the family aspect because it's like a family. It's the the ties are so strong. It's it's beautiful. Yep, I couldn't agree more. That was definitely the best decision I made too. So glad it went, and I'm so glad I got to ride with those guys. Oh my god, that was a hell of a road trip. Woohoo! That was so much better than any flight I could buy. (laughs) I I drove down as well, but I was alone, so it was quite a long drive for me. Right? Yeah, I couldn't imagine that. Yeah, that's probably the last time I do it alone. If I have a somebody with me, uh, you know, if one day uh, I decide to go down with Amina because she's only like a couple of hours away from me. Oh, there you go. You know, yeah. we could be two drivers. Sure. Bad, you know, for because uh, the the New Jersey event will happen again next year. So. Oh man, really? Oh next, sweet! I'm gonna have to make plans now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can uh, definitely say it's going to happen again in the, uh, in June 2020. So speaking of awesome. Joycey, did you did you catch my Johnny Litecoin impersonation? Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> that's really good. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, that was so fun. That's great. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's now you just need to shave your head. <laughs> yeah, right. I so I did that yesterday, and I'm like. Uh, you know, I said, I because I had said something to him in a tweet back to him about, you know, a roast. And so I I did that video and I put it in my little DM group with uh, Clint and J-Mac. And J-Mac's like, dude, you got to DM that to Johnny, you know? And I'm like, all right. So I sent it to Johnny in a DM. And he sends me back this laughing, hysterically face, you know? And he's like, Dude, you gotta tweet that. So, <laughs> so I tweeted it. It was so much fun. <laughs> that was amazing. That was awesome. Uh, yeah, That's good great. times. So, Tech, what was the last thing that you bought with crypto? The last thing I bought. Yeah. Uh, my round trip flight to Tampa, in a, for October. Nice. Yeah, I got a good deal because I had a. Um, a $50 travel credit uh, that was given to me uh, by travelbybit.com. So I used it and I found a really good uh, good flight. So it ended up costing like, I don't know, 217 round trip from Montreal. So it's like awesome. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. I, I like to find good deals. We're, we're going to need your assistance. We're going to, I hope we uh, can start traveling quite a bit here soon. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Campfire events. I can't wait to start helping you guys. I'll find you the best deals, and uh, whether you want to pay with crypto or not, it's uh, well, yeah, it, it doesn't matter. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I can, hopefully we're in a position where we can, like, without question, you know. Yeah. And I think we're, you know, I think we're doing it smartly. I think the professor and I are are going about it in a way that, mm. you know, we'll be able to let the campfire itself monetize itself enough to where we'll be able to afford to travel regardless of what our investments are doing. You know, I mean, to me right now, my time 
and my heart is all into the campfire and it's all into the space and adoption of such. So mm-hmm. my trades are slacking because of it. My, you know, my focus on the market slacks because of it, because my focus is elsewhere. So, you know, that, that just, it makes it difficult to grow your portfolio, so to speak. Um, and at this point, I'm just like, you know, we're going to do the merchandise store. That's going to be coming up real quick. So I'm hopefully, hopefully that the, you know, the merchandise store and the, you know, the tips and donations that we continue to receive definitely help keep things flowing in that direction that we can afford to just say, Hey, let's, let's go to this meetup, this meetup, this meetup. Oh, let's do this. And then the world tour, you know, that's, that's our ultimate goal is to go on that world tour. So a lot of exciting things coming down the pike and man, it's, it's so, it's so intense and it's so rewarding to be able to have people such as yourself, such as our Litecoin family, such as our community that follows us, be able to be a part of it. That's, mm-hmm. that's the best part. You know, the, the joy that we receive out of seeing the joy that we give to everybody else. That, that, that's just, that's the win-win to me. Oh yeah. And it's so amazing to be able to just meet so many new people and establish these relationships just out of nowhere. You know, we just started a podcast and it's different here. You know, we've, we've interacted before with tech, but sometimes we have people that we've never really talked to before. Ever, We've got some guests coming up that we've like never interacted with on Twitter. Like one of them, this guy, I was just scrolling through Twitter, uh, looking for another guest, somebody just out of the blue. Uh, I I think in fact, we were looking for somebody that uh, tweeted about XMR just for shits and giggles. It was kind of a random coin we threw out. Let's go find somebody from that community so we can reach to different sections of Twitter. And so I'm scrolling through and there's this guy that's got this like super cherry 64 Cadillac. And I was like, man, this guy, I want to talk to him. So he's coming on the podcast. Like we've never talked to this guy before ever, you know, and that's, that's one of several. And it's so cool to just start these new relationships out of nowhere and you meet so many amazing people. So it's a, right. it's a cool thing. This is a cool place. Awesome. I can't wait to, to hear that one. Yeah. <laughs> Me either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I listen to all of these and I love listening to them simply because we miss so much of the podcast when we're doing it, but you know, so you almost have to listen to it to absorb the whole thing from that experience, you know? And so, yeah, I always look forward to listening to our releases once they, and the professor just does, this one's actually been really, really smooth. You know, I mean, we've had some, <laughs> we got some bloopers set aside for, oh, yeah. we're definitely going to be doing a blooper, uh, a, a blooper podcast with all of our, with all of our crap, you know, that just kind of happened along the way. And I think that's going to be hilarious. <laughs> and I think uh, it's the St. Louis event coming up. I, I would like to talk yes. about this if I can. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's a very important event uh, for if you can, uh, if you're listening and you, you know, you can make it to St. Louis on August 17. Uh, all the information is available on uh, BitcoinBand.io. Uh, so, and it's for a good cause. Uh, there's a charity, uh, Kids in the Middle, I think it is. Yes. So, uh, yeah, if you if you can make it there, uh, we'd love to see you and uh, talk to you and share some uh, incredible moments. Yeah, exactly. there's gonna be some amazing people will be there. You know, I can't I can't wait to meet all these amazing people we've been talking to. You know, you, you guys got to meet a lot of them in New Jersey, and <laughs> I'm so I'm sitting here like chomping at the bit, like God damn it, we're two weeks away. <laughs> Two weeks I gotta go. <laughs> right? Where's my, where's You're my starting flight? to feel how I felt when I went to Jersey, huh? Yeah, you know that <laughs> episode where you were uh, reminiscing about going to New Jersey like a week before it started? 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, dude, you're already there. I said, I know. <laughs> you're not even there yet. <laughs> a lot of people are also asking, you know, uh, why I'm not going to the Litecoin Summit in October. Well, there's only one reason I hate Las Vegas. So I don't like that city <laughs> at all. So that's why right. I'm not, that's the only reason I'm not going. Because uh, I don't like the vibe in that city. But I'm, I'm, I'm very happy that, uh, you know, all of you, all the, you know, all the people I know that are going are going to have a, a great time. That's right, man. We'll see you in St. Louis. And if yeah. anybody else wants to come see you, then they can buy a ticket and they can come to St. Louis. Yeah. Right. Exactly. exactly. You know, I, I, I think, I think as far as um, Vegas or the summit goes, I really want to be a part of that. But at the same time, you know, we have other commitments that month. So it's, it's just a matter of whether or not the universe will provide or not, you know, it might be a last minute thing where we can actually pull it off. And I think that would be insane, but yep. I'm not, you know, not setting my expectations up there um, or anybody else's for that matter, but I would love to go that just to, just to meet, you know, some of the other people that are in the Litecoin family that, you know, I follow on a daily basis that I probably won't get to see at this, at this meetup uh, in St. Louis, but we're so early and so many opportunities are forthcoming that it's going to happen. Even if I don't go to the Litecoin summit, you know, so, you know, seize each minute, seize each day, you know, live it to the best you can and we'll see what happens tomorrow. If it wasn't for the adventure of tomorrow, uh, it'd be kind of boring. <laughs> Oh yeah. So one one thing we just kind of started doing, uh, we got the idea from the rec podcast guys. We are taking suggestions from every guest that we have on our shows of what token we should buy. Uh, we started a, a bag, so, uh, so to speak for gym the podcast. Token. Yeah. Our gym token. Um, we're, what we're doing is we're buying $10 of a different token every time we have a podcast. So we're taking your suggestion. It doesn't matter if it goes to zero tomorrow. We'll forgive you. What token should we buy 10 bucks of right now to throw in our bag? Yeah, Tezos, XTZ. 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 Got it. It's the, it's, it's a, think of Ethereum 2.0. So we are, we are on it. It's going to be big. Uh, a lot of my friends are into it like heavy. So uh, I got some too. <laughs> it's part of my bags, but. Nice. You know, I, I don't want to give financial advice. But no, that's not. This is this laugh, is more so. of a. Yeah. No, this yeah. is this is more of a. You know, just like a shot in the dark, right? Hey, you know, if I was gonna throw ten bucks at a coin just to have fun with it and see what happens, what would you suggest? That's all it is. It's not about hey, where should I invest this ten dollars? Because chances are, I'll drop more than ten dollars running down a street you know what i mean so <laughs> exactly we'll give it a shot if it if it 100 x is then sweet if it goes to zero then so what not a big deal but yeah. um it's it's more awesome. for, for fun for excitement to get some variety you know because we all you know we all have our coins that we like and we all get in our our little zones and so i like to we like to get that little outside perspective sometimes it's really awesome sure sure see what happens cool tech yeah. hey this was a great podcast we really enjoyed having you on and we look for i i know i do and i'm i'm damn certain the professor looks forward to seeing you in st louis definitely enjoying some conversation there for sure that's going to be fun it's going to be fun i'm going to bring my laptop this time though because i missed it when i when i went to jersey (laughs) i didn't bring it and that was a big mistake (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. right (laughs) Uh, all right all right i'll bring mine too (laughs) all right do you have a laptop or do you just 
I do. Come you just on. You got a smartphone. I know. I do everything on my smartphone, but you know what? I got a laptop. I can't help it. My smartphone's that smart. Damn. I know, right? You, you want a dumber <laughs> smartphone, then you'd have to have a laptop. What? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Tech, it's been a great episode. We're really glad you came on the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you, sir. We will talk to you soon. Sounds good. We'll see you in St. Louis. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Good night, Tech. Man, that was amazing. He, he's so yes. awesome. Oh, he is. He's he's an OG, you know, literally. Oh, for and, sure. You could sense it. You could feel it just in his energy. Oh, yeah. But he's like so humble about it. You know, he's not on Twitter all day being like, well, fuck you guys. I was here since. Right. You know, he's right. just he's just out there talking to people like, you know, just like they got in at the same time he did. He just just equals with everybody and he's just sharing information and really yeah. to help get people absorbed into the crypto space. And uh, he's doing a great, great job at it. Right. And I think everybody that we're connected with, everybody that we're involved with um, in that family, in that same group, all are the same way. We're, we're, we're all so much about everybody else. We're not, we're not so much about, you know, oh, well, I did this or well, I can do that. You know, this is about, well, okay, so yeah, you guys take a look at so-and-so or take a look at Cat or take a look at, you know, J-Mac or take a look at Clint Westwood you know, take a look at Litecoin Lisa, you know, we're, we're all about promoting each other. And I think that's, instead of having to self-promote, I think that's just, it's very uh, generous, very awesome. I don't know. I don't know the right word for it. Um, inspiring. Yeah. Almost. There you, you know, go. Like there you go. If they're so selfless. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. so many selfless people in the crypto community that it blows my mind daily. You know, think about that word. Think about that word. You know, we're, we're in a trustless environment when it comes to Bitcoin, when it comes to blockchain. Right. Mm-hmm. So think about that in the other sense of being a selfless environment, being in a selfless situation where it's not about putting you above others. It's about putting others above you. I, someone threw out on Twitter, uh, it was Peru threw out on Twitter, you know, Mitch, you're the, you're, you're, you're the, you're number one. And I'm like, you know, as, as awesome as that sounds, I don't see it that way. You guys are on the pedestal, not me, you know? And, and, and that's how I truly feel. So it's just, it's crazy. The love reciprocated when you can actually put it out. So, you know, you, you start thinking about that word selfless and then you start thinking about the way you just put it. And I can't help but see the similarities between the definition of selfless in that respect and the definition of decentralized. You know, we True. are all comprising a system. Right. We are just nodes in this amazing system. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's crazy. I love it. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> this was an awesome day, man. This, oh, this, yeah. this day <laughs> just keeps getting, it's just professor. It oh, just man. keeps getting better. Got, this shit got is some really just, good news that we wish we could tell you guys about. <laughs> no, we can't even talk about that. No, talk no. about it. It's been, it's been an amazing day. Things are getting exciting. They, they just keep getting more exciting. We say it every freaking episode. And then I just continue. I'm like, Oh, I, we're not going to be able to say it got better again. next week. <laughs> no, we're not, <sighs> no. but it it's did. Crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> crazy. But I'm looking forward to St. Louis. It's going to be amazing. Oh, St. Louis is going to be sick. Man, it's going to be so great to finally finally meet these people in person. So I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be an amazing trip. I I don't know. I'm I'm excited. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, 
Wait, one last thing. One last thing, my partner of mine. Uh-oh. So yesterday, the professor says, hey, Mitch, I need a picture of your face. You know, I need a picture from the neck up of your face, you know, maybe showing a peace sign or something. And I'm like, all right, I'll bite. So I sent him two pictures of me showing a peace sign. Right. Then finally the third one was kind of a fuck you picture with the, with my middle finger showing in a goofy face, you know, that was supposed to be for him. Next thing I know, he's got me on this freaking t-shirt flipping people off and he's selling this shit on eBay. What are you doing? No, it's not actually on eBay. Everything is, you you missed the sarcasm there. Etsy, Etsy. (laughs) I guess I did miss it. Did you think I was actually selling that t-shirt? Yes. No, you said something about a charity or some shit. I was like, what? You're I was just a being a no, I'm, I'm a, you know, that crypto gent t-shirt that we made. Yeah. So I made one for me because I have, uh, you know, those stickers that I had made for telegram. Yeah. So I've got a, I've got a sticker with the, the sunglasses on of me that I turned into a, a t-shirt that exactly matches the crypto gents, but it says the professor and it's my little cool sunglasses sticker. So I need okay. a picture of you throwing a peace sign because like you say, peace at the end of every episode, right? So it's kind of your thing. Um, right. So I reached out to my guy who did the stickers for me and I'm having him make a sticker of you with the peace sign so we can turn that into a t-shirt so we can have like a little series of three of us. Okay. Two. So no. I so was being so the middle finger one was just a fun one that yeah, you yeah. didn't really do that no, one. That <laughs> okay. I was going through the pictures and I was like, oh, there's a good peace sign. Oh, there's a better one. <laughs> oh, there's a fucking finger. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> I stuck you on a t-shirt and sent you a picture of it. But no, I just sent it to you. So, okay. Phew. Yeah. That's funny. No, you're not being, <laughs> you're not being sold on this. You don't worry. I was being- oh, they, you just made my day. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, for 25 bucks. Come on. Oh, no, no. no <laughs> oh, shit. So on that note, guys, <laughs> thanks for showing up today. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. We know we did. We really enjoyed talking to tech. Um, that was a good one keeping this shit real is what we're all about we do this for you guys and we hope you enjoy it Um, keep up the retweets you know the tip logs all that stuff we really appreciate all that all the support you guys give us every day keep it coming man and we'll do our best to keep it coming back at you so have a great day you guys take care we'll see you soon we'll see you on twitter take it easy peace